Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Billy Smith. And I'm Ralph Enough, and we're very excited to have the dulcet tones of Mr. Billy Smith again. Billy, welcome back to the show. What's up? We've been chatting about a lot of things in the background, projects and what we could be running locally in terms of a campaign or a narrative um, event. Uh, and we thought, man, let's just get on and let's just chat a little bit about that. But before we get there, what have you been doing in the hobby? Well, uh, obviously, I'm trying to find time to paint in between you know, taking care of a, an infant human being. Um, so basically, that's been looking like wait until he goes to sleep and then paint at nighttime until I'm too tired to stay awake anymore. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, working on some more dwarves, I'm trying to get some shield breakers done for an event in January, and uh, I've got a couple of little commissions on my plate to, for some extra baby money. And that event you're talking about is the King of Monsters, run by our very good friend Dylan Murray. It's going to be in Texarkana. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, for the event, you've you've got to make like a special monster that uh, they're all Godzilla themed. So um, I've got a really cool idea in mind. I don't really want to spoil it because you don't want people to steal your thunder. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, I want it to show up on the table and text Arcana and people be like, why did you make this? As long as it's not a penis, I think we'll be okay. Uh, there is no penis on the model. Anytime that we just get a chance to make big giant stompy robots or big stompy monsters. I mean, that's just a, that's all win. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, it gives you the opportunity to make cool monsters that, you normally wouldn't and it's just like an excuse to do something dumb so i'm excited about it how's your uh death metal orc army coming along i've seen lots of pictures i have finished i finished a legion of chariots a little while ago that i 3d printed and uh it's pretty cool and then um i've got some more orcs uh just orc axe dudes kind of lined up to paint it's slow going just because I've got – I need to finish these dwarf things first because I'm taking them to a tournament. But then um, the orcs paint so quickly that um, I should be able to bang those out in no time. But, you know, I've got 100 projects going all the time as I do. Yeah, well, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I haven't painted in a while uh, because really I've been just sorting through tons and tons of crap. I mean I, I – I have a metric ton of models in my garage and in my game room, and it's just like trying to make head or tails of it. So I've spent the last couple of weeks really trying to like, okay, here's an army, here's an army, here's an army. Oh, this is going to go, you know, just trying to sort through all the stuff and figure out, you know, what am I actually going to keep and what am I actually, and, and all the stuff I'm keeping, how is that going to get painted? Because I've got stuff that I've had for 20 years that is still sealed in the box Am I really going to paint it? <laughs> you know, probably not. So I need to let some stuff go. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I've got Kingdoms of Men. I still got to finish, right? I'm due. A, a Westphalia shipment should be coming in sometime this month. So, like, more uh, pikemen are, are in my future. So i got that, and I've got the Griffin to finish. Well, plus, uh, you know, their Patreon I've been, I've been supporting, and uh, 
There's tons more halflings coming coming your way. If for those that haven't seen it, Westphalia Miniatures is really uh, probably one of the coolest Patreons around. It's a dollar a month, and you get some of the most amazing models. Obviously, the the ones that everybody really likes are the the uh, the Mandalorian dwarf <laughs> guys, which are unbelievable. I already printed one. I'm waiting. <laughs> I've got to get it cured up, and I'm going to start painting it. So, uh, I mean, super awesome. I mean, everything you know, Kawi uh, Kawi t- t- touches uh, is is pure gold, right? So, you know, um, he's got Boris doing some actual real sculpting. That dragon that he's got. Oh my god! I mean, just I can't wait for that dragon. Awesome. Um, I actually got the uh, the uh, darkest crate came uh, last month, and uh, I've got like a. Uh, a fantasy version of a IG eighty eight to paint, so yeah. I'm super super <laughs> excited about that. And then I've got um, a, a fantasy version of the Mandalorian with this elf baby. It's 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 bonkers. It's so it's so awesome. My my, problem, my biggest problem is I've got to figure out a reason to 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 work it in right. I was saying I was thinking for my darkest crate. Um, have you seen? I don't know if you've seen those book nooks people make, where it's like a little diorama, but it like fits on your bookshelf. Cool. That's a good so- idea. Yeah, so I was thinking about doing that with the Mandalorian one, and then I picked up um, some some models from uh, you, know, you know I love Northumbrian Tin Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up they did a they did the Anderson sisters, like from uh, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> That's awesome. But, That's uh, awesome. You know, legally distinct, of course. Of and, course. Uh, so I picked those up, and I think I'm going to try to make a book nook with those for the misses because you know she likes witches and Hocus Pocus and whatnot. Exactly. Well, it is that time of year, right? We're just coming off of uh, Halloween, so that uh, Halloween's always always a fun time of the year. Uh, but for me, project wise, there's just I, I I've got the I've got the Kings of Men. I've got more ogres to paint than I can shake a stick at. Uh, I bought four boxes. I've got four units of siege breakers to paint. I've got um, all the Vanguard stuff, right? Because essentially, what I've decided is um, Trident Realms was fun. But let's be honest, I'm an ogre player, so that's, you know, the fish is going to go on the plate and ogres are going to be, you know, on the painting table. So uh, I've got to get in. The models are amazing, so I have to do that. And then just in a couple weeks, we're going to get smashed in the face with a giant box of Armada. So I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I have went, I've been reckless. That's the best way I could describe it with my purchases over the last three or four months to the point where it's. It's become a bit like disconcerting because, like, every time I turn around, like, I find stuff I didn't know I had, right? You know what I mean? Like, you ever do that? Like, you're looking in a bin, you're like, oh, I didn't even know I had like a thousand points for this army. It's definitely liberating to like get rid of some of that stuff, uh, you know, kind of like how you're going through and getting rid of things and organizing. A nice stalker army. I, I've, I've made all the purchases. I'm in the process of building. Just, it's there's. Yeah, I've, and at some point down the road, I've got another Alliance army that's ginormous in boxes that I've got to build. Uh, it turns out I have quite a bit of goblins now. <laughs> it's sort of like uh, I need an intervention. <laughs> at some point, someone just needs to say, "Rob, you you, need, you are a hoarder." <laughs> you need some more Jeremy's to buy off your your expensive old Warhammer models. Yeah, because for those who don't remember, I did sell off a uh, vintage, <laughs> new in box Bretonian models, like you know, at a super discount because he's my, my 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 bro. Um, I may be doing the same thing with some Empire stuff and Tomb Kings, right? I got I got more Tomb Kings than you could ever possibly want. That and that's a good segue. You know, I don't know what you've been doing in terms of playing, but I have had an awesome time 
not giving a crap about like being competitive. <laughs> like I, I have a new thing now where I just show up at the shop and it's a ran- it's it's random army of the day. So I just I just oh we're gonna we're playing Empire of Dust tonight. We're playing Oryx today. We're playing all mounted goblins today. We're playing you know what I mean? And it's we're playing dwarves. It's hard for me to get in that mindset because uh, you know I, I just if I'm I'm lucky to get a, get a game in every two weeks or so. Um, so it's hard for me to be like, all right, I'm just going to play this BS thing. Cause then if I play it and it's stupid and terrible, I feel like an idiot for wasting an afternoon. But, uh, man, I would love to just show up and be like, I'm going to play my nature army today. I haven't played them in two years. Very liberating when you don't really give a crap in terms of like winning and losing and being competitive. Oh yeah. Sometimes I show up with an army and it's like, ugh. You know, it's, it's, it's not that it's not competitive, but it's, you know, it's a skew list. Like I, I, the goblin, uh, for those that don't know, I, I have a goblin wolf rider army. So we were playing 2,300 points. And I just took like one unit of chariots, three units of trolls, and everything else is a goblin wolf rider. <laughs> and it was like, eh, it was fun, right? And I think one of the things that's interesting about those kind of situations is I'm playing with a lot of new players at the store that are learning the game. And I think by me bringing different armies, it is forcing them to think tactically different ways each time. So when they're playing against the Goblin Army, they're like, okay, I got to really pay attention against these flanks, right? Because pretty much I had, a fl- I had a flank every time I wanted it just because I enveloped the other army. Um, and then I've played Empire Dust. First time ever. I've never played Empire Dust at all in any kingdoms, uh, in any kings of war. And it turns out they're not bad, dude. Like, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're cool. I like that army. You know, uh, I took, again, I grabbed the first tote, and whatever was in that tote was the army I was going to make. So I have a tote that had three Balefire Catapults and three Bone Giants. So you were that guy. I was that guy. But this week, I'm playing all chariots. So, um, because that's the next tote. So I I don't know how effective, I think that's not going to be very effective at all. That probably won't do as well as you did this past weekend. No, no. (laughs) Well, you know, War war Engines in general, because I actually also had a stint where I played a couple nights where I played undead and there was one time where i did take three three catapults and you know the, the reality is they're a crutch that when they hit it makes you feel so smart you're like oh my god it's amazing oh they destroyed but they don't always hit all right and so then there's those games where like they don't do anything and then you question you know man i was really stupid to sink 300 and some points into this um so it, it's you know it I kind of call it like a gambler's army, right? Because you're really just, you're just gambling that you're going to get, the dice are going to come your way, right? And if they don't, well then you would have been better off with just more units. So, yeah, but it's been fun. And we play with so much terrain too. It's hard to get the good angles where they can shoot stuff and like, uh, no, for sure. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to justify the points on them. At least the way I play, I, I can't, no, I have two cannons painted up, and I just ugh. you say that, and and I think really we've been using the new Halpy's Rift rule or the new Clash of Kings pack, so you do get cover now from things like cannons and catapults. Now, if you're in difficult terrain, that's that's a huge change, dude. Because um, yep. if you have units like 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 your shield breakers, <laughs> well, that's exactly what I want to shoot, right? Squishy defense four stuff. Well, you pop them in the woods, and now I'm hitting on sixes, and 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 so, you know, it gives you more tactical options, and it makes my decision of what to shoot harder. I I think it's I think the game is moving in the right in the right direction. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's you know I haven't, and obviously Namagrok being back is great too, right? Uh, of course. Oh my gosh, I know we're kind of uh, 
going off on a tangent, but I really dig all the new characters that have come out. Um, I've played a few games with uh, Bannock Colarm, and he is just, <clears throat> he's too awesome. Like, he is, like, the exact tool, I think, that the Free Dwarf Army needed. And I'm, I've been having a fun time with him. Yeah, and, and same thing with Namagrok. I, I think he's the... He's going to become an auto-include in most ogre armies because he's got just the right set of tools that you need or that you would like, like the fact that he is a warlock that has inspiring. But the same token, I think they've dialed it down a little bit because it used to be you could just you cast a spell and then that unit got vicious, right? Well, now it's got to be heal. <laughs> you know, I, I think they also did, even though they brought him back and it's great and everything, I think they, they did balance him out a little bit better. You know, he's certainly not as good as he used to be, but he's still more than adequate, right? I mean, to be, to, I mean, he's still great enough that you're going you're gonna to take him, right? We did just have an episode out about uh, building your community, and that spirited a really hearty discussion locally about let's do a narrative event, and you're kind of the champion for all things soft and fuzzy. So, <laughs> you know, uh, we did this a while back using Greg's campaign, I think. And it went okay, right? It was a little, you know, uh, I think the first time you do something like that, you've got to have the right players and the right mindset that, hey, you don't need to bring the beat stick. It's about having fun. So why don't you talk a little bit about what you've got planned for us locally? Okay. So um, for those of you that are familiar, Greg from Unplugged Radio wrote this really in-depth map-based campaign um, just based on their own fluff they had this own little story and it was it's really wonderful and i'm sure if you message him um he can get that information to you uh you know honestly i should pester jake to put it on um dash 28 but but let's be honest he's so lazy he won't do it <laughs> well he doesn't even edit i wasn't gonna say it but uh anyway greg put a ton of work into this document and it's really wonderful and so i i really like what he did and what i wanted to do was take what framework he had laid out and basically fit the Helpies Rift supplement on top of it because I think there's a lot of really cool stuff in Helpies Rift and I really like you know the kind of the, the story of it and and how it all works with the different planes and everything and so um, over the past few days I've been basically rewriting sections of it to, to fit and so um, the basic gist of it is there's a map, and the map is divided up into, in the original, 12 tiles. Well, I took the map from the Helpies Rift book. I divided it up into – I ended up with 13 tiles. And basically, uh, you'll have like a campaign turn where you move your army to a different square. And if you land on the same area as another army, you fight a battle. Well, for us, and for me anyway, because I can't always make it out um, every single week – I thought it would be interesting if uh, rather than have everybody show up at the shop, you know, on a Saturday or whatever, basically people will email their their moves to Rob, who will end up kind of being the game master type person, and he'll move everything on the board for you and then basically email out, uh, here's where you landed, this is what happens, you're fighting this person. And what this does is, A, we don't all have to show up at the shop on the same day at the same time consistently because that's honestly the hardest part about running lengthy things like this and b it also kinds of adds like this surprise uh downtime narrative sort of thing 
Um, so I know a lot of people when they play D and D, they will, uh, you know, have these email role playing sessions. And so it kind of fulfills that a little bit, but, uh, basically you'll build an army. It moves around the board and depending on where you land, um, the area might be affected by a different plane. And so each tile has information about what plane the battle is going to be in, what's the scenario. Um, and then if you win the battle or if you, uh, there wasn't a battle fought for whatever reason, you get to explore and there's treasure and rewards and punishments and all kinds of crazy stuff that can happen uh, to your character. And so basically you, you, you role play essentially as a wizard who is headed to the Halpy Mountains to kind of reap all the rewards of this big crazy rift opening up. And uh, so, you know, the char- the players are going to be encouraged to, you know, create a backstory, name this character, um, give them some kind of interesting stuff. And basically along the way, the wizard and his units uh, in the army are going to gain experience and possibly get injured. And uh, so, like, if you're a fan of, like, the old injury tables from Mordheim, this is this is for you. Right up their alley. Yeah. So, uh, uh we're pretty excited about it. Um, I got a huge poster size printout of the map. We're going to divide it up into the sections and uh, hopefully get some cool narrative funsies games in and encourage some people to paint models because I know we've got a lot of like, uh, I don't want to say casual players. We've got no, uh, you could say it, right? Like, I mean, that are, uh, that are on the more casual side that are like on the fringes. And uh, I think this is something that'll totally rope those folks in. <clears throat> and like for me, it's an excuse to be like, I'm going to play with this dumb stuff or you know, in my case, get my orcs painted mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully some other people will get some stuff painted. And we'll just have a jolly time. And we're uh, shooting for 1495 points level. Um, and, you know, I think we're what we, what we were talking. We we're talking uh, each round would be like two weeks. Give ourselves plenty of time to get it in the game, make a, and, and play the game in between the games. Right. You know, that that whole where am I going to move on the map? So, uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll, I guess we haven't really decided how long we'll run it for, but, you know, I think that the key here is not to run it so long that it, it drags out and we lose momentum. So maybe right. four, maybe four weeks is probably, you know, or four, four rounds is probably, you know, a good, a good enough, uh, duration. And that was something we noticed when I ran it the last time, basically, uh, after so many weeks, you kind of like forget about it or stop caring as much. And so keeping it kind of short and concise, I think, will be uh, a good advantage. And then one big change that I did make between Greg's and mine is I think we're re- I'm just awarding more experience everywhere. That way you get the uh, experience of like the game between the game where you get to level up your guys and get cool extra stuff. Because I know last time, really, we didn't end up leveling up very much just because we played a lot fewer turns than the campaign recommended. So I think we're going to keep it, like you said, a little bit shorter and uh, I, I built in some extra mechanics to basically get people more experience, especially losers. If you're if you lose the game, you get more experience than the winners do. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'll be really cool, and I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I'm I'm really excited to kind of like create a goofy backstory for my for my orc god speaker and just play a bunch of goofy games. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, we've at the shop. It's it's been a weird. I mean, obviously COVID, right? It's it's a it's a weird time for us. Uh, but the shop is open. We are playing with masks and s- s- social distancing and all that. But, you know, at the same token, you know, some of our regulars haven't been around, right? So it'll be interesting to see, you know, h- how many players we end up having. You know, if we get six or eight guys, I think that's great, you know? Um, at the end of the day, 
it's hopefully we'll get the right the right temperament, right? Because because you you mentioned it before, we we have a weird split in our community where we've got a bunch of what I would call hard I don't want to call them hardcore gamers, but they're they're the more guys like to travel to tournaments. That's where they play most of their games. Uh, and then there's a bunch of guys that really don't really travel, uh, just play locally and just prefer win, lose or draw. They're just they're just looking for a fun time. And so hopefully we can get a nice mix between the two. And uh, we'll see, and we'll see what we can do with that. But I'm excited about it. You know, uh, I'm sure Mike will do some promotions with the store uh, to, to to really incentivize. Hey, Brent, let's build a new army. You know, I, God forbid, I don't, I don't need to buy anything. Let's be honest. But like, <laughs> I've got, I, I've got, you know, I, I will say, I bought a few of those, um, the new starter boxes, and those both the Rackin models and the Goblin models are stupid and awesome. <laughs> I mean, they're just. Ah, uh, they're so crispy. I just, uh, you know, it ha- if I didn't already have so many other projects on my plate, because I mean, one other thing we didn't mention is we've got Dead Zone on the horizon too. So I built a bunch of terrain. I painted up a bunch of GCPS. You painted up a bunch of Assyrians. You've got the new uh, Macedon, oh, I think. Oh, I haven't painted them yet. Oh, you haven't <laughs> painted them yet. Assembled in a box over here because I've yeah. got other things to paint. But but that's the point, right? We've got so many like distractions. We still we're still playing Legion, right? So I am I have no shortage. Of, oh, there's no shortage of projects, you know. So uh, I'm looking forward to playing some Dead Zone though in a few weeks. I guess that's the uh, what what day are we playing it? <laughs> the twenty first. The twenty first, okay, the same day that Armada comes out. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get together and play some Dead Zone, and I'm excited because it'll be the first time I'm gonna pull out a bunch of new terrain that that I uh, purchased. I've got some uh, MDF boards and stuff. Should be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, that big cool fancy board you got. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'll have time this weekend to get it painted up. I just want to get some paint on it so it's not brown, just right? Plain MDF. Yeah. Yeah, you got, you got at least if it's gray, I can sort of take it. Ray, put some washes on it. Exactly. We got a lot going on. But one of the other things we wanted to chat about, and this is probably the real reason why we wanted to chat, was we were DMing back and forth, and, and you 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 DM me one time and said, you know, we should do a countercharge Secret Santa. And I was like, Yes, 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 we should. So maybe start at the top. Where did the inspiration for our Secret Santa come from? Describe us, you know, what what are the rules? And if it sounds interesting to folks, how do people get involved? Sure. So everybody's familiar with Secret Santa, right? You know, you you get you draw someone's name and you get them a gift, and you know it's usually you end up with another coffee mug which gets thrown in the garbage, right? Um, I got this idea actually from Kyle, who had been uh, Kyle Poole, who had been doing this with some other people, where they basically swap heroes specifically for an army. So I had built Kyle a special character for his army that was themed after dwarves and stuff and it, it it was really fun and then he made me a special goblin character that was themed to match my army um but i thought wouldn't it be fun to do it kind of on a grander scale you know 2020 has been kind of a for lack of a better word a show for a lot of people and so you know what better way to bring a little bit of joy into people's lives and getting mail and opening it up and having like a nice package and stuff so Basically, the rules are um, there's a post on the King, uh, Countercharge Facebook page um, where I outline the rules and how if you want to sign up. Uh, but basically, uh, you just email me at J-U-R-X-T-A-P-O-S-E-D at gmail.com. I'm sure Rob will put a, a link to that in the show notes. But if you just email me there with the, with the subject line CCSS 
KOW. That way I know where it is and I can put it all in a folder and start and stuff. It stands for Countercharge, Secret Santa, Kings of War. Um, and basically you'll just tell in the email, you'll, you'll answer a couple of questions. Number one, what army do you want a model painted for? Uh, number two, what kind of color scheme do you want? And are there any uh, heroes that you don't want? or that you especially do want. Like if you've got three Berserker Lords on Brock, you don't need any more of those, then maybe tell them you don't want that. Uh, and then obviously, of course, we need your name and address. And I'm going to get all these things put together in a spreadsheet and get that mailed out. And I think I set the original due date as... November 14th. November 14th. So the due date to turn this in is November the 14th, um, just so that way everybody can have time to find a mini, get it ordered, 3D print it, dig it out of their bits box or whatever, um, paint it up and mail it out. Um, a couple other rules I want to, want to point out. Um, obviously doesn't really matter where you're from. Please participate. It'll be fun. I've already got several people from the UK and I believe I've got someone from Asia signed up, but, um, just wherever you're from, we'll get it figured out. I mean, most of us can afford to send a mini across the ocean. We definitely want to be a little bit frugal, you know what I mean? Don't don't be sending somebody one of those new AOS $200 giants or something, unless you're just <laughs> really goofy. So we've put like a, a sort of kind of soft limit of like 20-ish dollars. And that does not include shipping costs. At least from the US to UK, I know is about $14-ish. Just be mindful of that. Um, I'm going to try to match people up from their country unless they just say they don't care. But, you know, don't be mad if you're the one guy who's shipping to Australia or something. But that, but that's part of it, right? Like, you know, I think this is one of the cool things is that you're gonna you're gonna meet somebody you may not already know, and they're gonna be sending you something, right? And it's just, you know, it's it's a super cool way. Yeah, I mean, everybody everybody likes getting a thoughtful gift, you know what I mean? And this is a way where it's like we all love miniatures, and then you get to kind of like see. I think the way other people view miniatures through the lens of your army or something. So it's going to be interesting because, you know, everybody paints a little bit differently. Everybody has different styles and the, the way they view colors is different. And so it'll just be kind of cool to just get a mini that could be part of your army that, you know, you wouldn't have otherwise had. And it'll be a way to bring a little bit of joy into the world, hopefully. Well, and I think for some people, it'll be a nice distraction, right? Like, oh, I'm going to paint up this mini for this other person and they want specific colors. And those might, may not be a model range. Uh, you know, it might not be an army or it might not be a color palette that you would normally use. So it, it could be a nice little palette cleanse. Absolutely. It is nice to kind of just like paint one off random minis for no reason. I know I did uh, a couple over the summer for um, a few people that donated to uh, a charity that Jake had put up. Um, but it was cool because I just got to paint a couple. I mean, they were dwarves still, but there were uh, color palettes that I wasn't used to painting. And so it was really nice to, to just do something different. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, and for some people, you know, you, you might get something in the mail that you can then aspire to, right? Like it might be an amazing paint job and you're like, oh my God, this is great. And you can, you know, you can ask that person that sent it to you, how did they paint it? Right. And you, there's a, there's a potential there for us to, to improve our game, right? Share some, te- some, uh, some tips and tricks. Absolutely. And like I've seen a couple of people already uh, comment, like I think Alex made some joke about, uh, well, you know, what if who, who what if you draw like the, the Austin Kerrigans? You know, it's like, OK, well, then you get a really cool model. Don't worry about it. You're, you're a winner if you draw Austin. Uh, and if you draw Alex, well, you can always strip it. 
I kid, I kid, I kid. Uh, Alex is too hard on himself. He's 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 he gets stuff painted. It's on the table. It looks good. You know, he's just. Uh, I think we're all in some degree, to some degree, our own worst critic. Yeah, and and really that that's not the point of it, right? Of like getting like a great painted thing. It's just more of just you know sharing stuff, sending gifts to others, bringing joy to to one another in these dire times. Well, you always get more forgiving than you know from giving than you do from receiving, right? It's you know we're just starting the starting the holiday a little early, so so just a reminder, we're gonna have a cutoff of November fourteenth, which is this Saturday. Uh, and then the deadlines for mailing the minis will be December 20th. And then Billy will, once he gets all the names collected, he will let you know who, who you got matched up with. Um, and then, you know, all the information you would need to procure and paint and, you know, color choice, all that stuff. He'll give you everything you need to be successful. Um, all you have to do is put in a little, little elbow grease. Uh, and in return, you're going to get something really cool, you know, reciprocity in action. Yeah. Any any uh, any other else you want to mention about that? Uh, nope. Just that you should sign up, and it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I can't wait to see like pictures of these things start to show up. I, I was telling you, I I can't wait to like be painting it at my desk, and like they don't know who's it's gonna go, you know, who it's gonna go for. But like they can speculate all they want, but I I want to I want to post pictures of like what I'm working on, and then get you know, oh, is that for me, or is that for me, or is that you know. <laughs> people not a hundred percent sure is that is that mine is that is that mine is that oh okay you know uh i'm i'm super i'm super excited about it um so and you know we i think you, you alluded to you know this is great right i mean it's 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 a it's 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 still kings of war related i think it gives everybody a little shot in the arm here's a here's a little hero to help your army you know that's always a good thing heck yeah well and like you know you you can you can bring that character out and do goofy stuff, or like you know us that are playing in the campaign. Maybe that'll be end up being your your funny wizard guy, or might be the the leader of your war band for Vanguard. You know, there's all kinds of usefulness. You know, that they can be used in. So, heck yeah. Well, awesome. What else? Uh, so that so we got that on our radar coming up. Um, we have chatted about it. We haven't formalized it yet, but we still are talking about a. Uh, Armada in a weekend type of thing. We'll let Jeremy spill the beans on that a little later. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 